This week on Reliving the Extreme, we are discussing the episode of ECW from Valentine's Day of 1995, February the 14th. Nate Maxson, your host, here with you, along with my brother Aaron. Hello, everyone. And Mr. Chad. Let's get this straight. This this just aired on Valentine's yes, Day. Yes, aired on Valentine's Day. Yeah, don't don't leave these people in the believing that Paulie and Todd Gordon, Todd Romeo Gordon over there. Open the open the doors up on Valentine's Day to have this show. <laughs> Bring your loved ones. It was definitely a Valentine's Day massacre, though, and we will get into that. There's not a lot to talk about on the show, which is fine. It's a holiday Ch- week. Chocolate covered ham bones for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I had something before we started talking about Queen's the farm and roses. Oh my. Thunderbird and roses. I was gonna say four four locos and roses. Yeah, I'm just told you natural light. Before we start talking about the ECW show, a friend of mine, Josh, props to Josh, gave me an idea. He he listens to the show and he said, you know what, you guys should you should cast a movie about ECW because we were talking about the Von Eric movie. And uh he said, You guys should cast a movie about ECW. And I was like, Oh, well, that would be fun. But I didn't want to, I didn't want to. It could be a whole hour if you cast everybody. So I picked some names, and if you guys will indulge me, let's cast a movie about ECW. What you pick some names of people from ECW, or like some? Yes, I picked the names of people from ECW, and we'll see who you guys think would play said characters from ECW. Oh, I got you! Not taking ECW people and making them. No, 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 no. We're making them. <laughs> You know what? <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried is Joel Gertner. Enough said right there. That movie's cast. <laughs> if you got the time. <laughs> and it just sounds great, too. Gilbert <laughs> Buns of Steel. <laughs> Gertner. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> so I already have a guy in mind for this first one. <clears throat> We're making a movie about ECW. Who are you guys casting to play Paulie? Paul Giamatti. Is that a real person? Yeah, it's the yeah. guy from uh, uh, Private Hawaiian. Parts. The guy, yeah, from Private Parts. He was also in that wine movie. I forget called Private it, so. Parts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've watched too many. Sideways. Movies. That's the movie I was thinking. He played, of. He played, he played John Adams. <laughs> John McAdams? Not John McAdams. John <laughs> Adams. <laughs> One of the founding fathers. Hey, Vince McMahon. <laughs> He's one of the founding fathers of the Stickers Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see him. Yeah, I picked I picked Danny DeVito to play Paulie. <laughs> Paulie. <laughs> yeah, Danny DeVito oh. is Paulie. Get the fuck out! <laughs> he of pretty here. much just gets to dress up like he did this as the Penguin in Batman. Um, he's a little too short. Uh, oh, that's 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 tremendous though, <laughs> because yeah. I mean. It it does have a it does have somewhat of a of a visual to it because Paul was definitely like the most greatest looking guy in the world, you know. You know what I mean? So you can kind of you can kind of portray him as that sleazy wrestling promoter who yeah, just happens to be a midget. And it's also fun to like also have somebody kind of ridiculous playing him too. So yeah, Danny DeVito is Paul Heyman. <laughs> and then when they gave the speech, when he gave the speech, like he did, and be like beyond Matt, whatever, and he's standing up on the top of the thing, he's standing up on milk crates, <laughs> just so he can get a, he can get above the uh, railing. To get so anyway, down. then I started shooting. <laughs> oh my goodness! So either Paul Giamatti or uh, or Danny DeVito as Paulie hey, Paulie dangerously, who plays Todd Gordon movie about East. Oof. Oh uh, man, I mean, I, I would like one of you guys to go first because I'm not a big movie guy, so I don't, I, I only know, like, I, I don't know a whole like shit ton of actors. Eh, go ahead. The actor, the actor can be dead. It doesn't matter. This is all for fun. No, I mean, I just don't, I don't watch movies, so I don't know actors like, like who they are, except for I, I know like the basic ones. You know, the guy that played Brad on Fast Time. Um, he might answer it to everything. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a guy that's kind of bald, like bald-headed on top, could grow kind of a beard. Jim uh, Ignatowski. Uh, so who, are we, who, are we, who are we booking? We're booking. We're still booking. Um, who are we booking? Todd Gordon. Uh, Necro Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it, actually, it actually works in a weird way. It does kind of just. You put Necro in a suit, and deep down, Todd wants to be the Necro Butcher. That's what I think. Playing the part of Todd Gordon, Necro. That's great. <laughs> Who plays Shane Douglas in a movie? Oh, uh, probably. That's He's probably going to be one of them jabronis that are around now. That's what I was going to say. One of the, one of the, it, yeah, you get kind of your, your, I guess, quote unquote, chiseled movie star to pay. Oh, play I know, I know who it would be if we could pick anybody. Mm-hmm. It'd be the, it'd be the heel in the Karate Kid. Yeah, that would work. You know. Because he's a, he's a you know he's a he's a show off know it all you know douchebag guy that, you know who actually could work but at the end of the day you know he got you know beat so that's that's who I'm picking William Zapka sure sure I was gonna say him or Keith or Sutherland yeah Keith or Sutherland he, get in shape like get in Hollywood shape he could be Shane this oh, one's tough this one's tough because I wrote it down and I was like ah. Oh. I wrote it down, but I can't think of anybody. So I'm wondering if one of you will. You cast the movie about ECW. Who plays Taz? Oh, 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 oh. Sherman Hemsley. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Taz. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd say you shoot Sherman Helmsley for, just from underneath and he could play Ernie Ladd. <laughs> or, or, or the Haiti Kid. Moving on up, Mr. Television Announcer. Uh, no, Taz is a good one, man. Mm. Yeah, because it's it's it would it, it's hard to find somebody built like him. What about Horatio Sands? Can he do it? Isn't he a jobber for ECW? <laughs> no. Didn't he team up with Hervé? He's, he's, he's that he's that fat guy from SNL back in like the early two thousands. Oh, I've never watched an SNL episode. I've never seen one episode. So I, I've I've seen enough of it on the stupid shows that they show, but I've never. I take pride in the fact that I've never sat down and watched one episode of Saturday Night or whatever it is. Saturday Night Struggling. Saturday Night Struggling. <laughs> Live from New York. It's Saturday Night I'm Struggling. I just sent you guys a picture of the Taz. He's up. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not going to open. I'll wait till we're done. So, so where are we at now? We're still goofing on Taz. <laughs> so, all right, next up, who plays Tommy Dreamer? The ECW biopic, ladies and gentlemen, mm. playing Tommy Dreamer. Oh, wow, this is this is a oh, uh, this is a weird one because you got to pick somebody who's uh, man, like he's got to kind of fill two roles. He's got to be he's got to be young enough to be vulnerable, but yet grizzled enough to be hardcore. So he's, you know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. like he's coming in as just a guy who's beat everybody with a cane. You know what I mean? Just kind of thing. Right. He, he's still got that baby face side to him that you just you got to learn how to be Tommy Dreamer, I guess, to do it. So that to me was going to be like a, like a very serious like character act. I'm trying to think, of, trying to think of a naturally bloated actor. <laughs> um, naturally, yeah. I mean, that's a tough one. Like you could almost go to the John Travolta route. Oh, that's what I was actually gonna say, Josh Volta. <laughs> Never <Hammer> Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Michael Richards. <laughs> Michael Richards is Bob Ortiz. <laughs> oh, that's great. I don't know if Bob Ortiz is somebody that was even on the list. <laughs> no, but he's been he's been cast by as Kramer. <laughs> How about the Sandman? Who plays the Sandman on oh, ECW? Oh, Mickey Rourke. Yep. Ah, perfect. Yep. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. <laughs> it was, it, it make you do it in a minute because they were like, you can do drugs and drink on set. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. With the pay. I just told you. Plus, I've worked with Necro Butcher before. <laughs> yeah. The last one I had listed here, and if you guys have anybody else you want to throw out there, we can play for a little bit longer. But who plays Joey Styles? Oh man! Um, again, I'm not a Saturday Night Live guy, but I think there's a guy. Is his is his name something Davidson? Pete Davidson? Nah, I don't know. Pete Davidson. I wouldn't do Pete Davidson. I'd say like if Ricky Starks. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. they, what, I got I, like. Two name, two names popped in. Actually, three, but I don't think the other guy can do. Um, I was thinking either John Mulaney, um, Colin Jost. He's the 
SNL weekend update guy, the white one. And if you could get him to do an English accent or an American accent, Jimmy Carr, one of those three. Jesus Christ, I don't know who any of them are. Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Carr actually would work as Joey Styles. Now <laughs> yeah, if he, if, if he can do an American accent. I was I'd picturing him Carr picturing him in my head. I was like, yeah, <laughs> he could be Joey Styles. And even if he can't, who gives a fuck about this movie? I'd be like, just play him British. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that that'd be a hell of a that'd be a hell of a movie. I still say somewhere you got to throw in uh um you got you get a Hack Myers. Where's he at in the movie? He's gonna be played by Necro Butcher. He's <laughs> <laughs> like a dual role. He's like Eddie Murphy. Necro Butcher's gonna play like four or five different people in fucking <laughs> <Okay>, Nutty Professor. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the guy that played Carlton plays JT. Of course. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Anybody else you want to cast, Aaron? And uh, Danny McBride could play Cactus Jack. He's just got to kind of put his eastbound and down mullet back on his mustache, and, his <laughs> and he's Cactus Jack. What, uh, what about what about um, uh, Fitz? Fitz or any of the medics, the, the the husband and wife team that come out all the time and scrape me up. You know, uh, you know who Fitz is? No, she uh, like she does like she does all. She's been there since day one. She did the merchandise, and she's probably the person you see when you walk into the arena, and, and they tear your ticket. And she's still—I'm pretty sure she's still doing that, like to this day. And she runs to the airport, and and, that, and she's one of them people that've been there forever. And I know if you've seen her, and if you—if I showed you a picture of her, you go, "Oh yeah, I see her all the time." You just probably don't know who she is. Something that just came to my mind: Alex Jones plays Bubba Dudley. <laughs> yeah. Um Craig Robinson. You know Craig Robinson is right. He's Mustafa Saeed. And Dave Chappelle's gonna play New Jack. Um, Good Lord. um Alex Jones is Bubba Dudley. Um the fucking dude that played uh Bubba Bubba on fucking Forest Gump. He's Devon. <laughs> um Aaron's rolling with this shit. I like it. Who would play Sabu? The guy from um. I'll, I'll come back to Sabu. What's that movie? Uh, what's that TV show about the retarded kid, Corky? <laughs> Life goes <laughs> on. Yeah, he, he's Sabu. <laughs> <laughs> and and Corky can play the Variety Kid. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just one kid, the bunch of baby dolls around them. Um, Sam Elliott as Terry Funk. <laughs> we get all the we get all the versions of funk. Sam Elliott's Terry Funk from Roadhouse. <laughs> from Roadhouse, he has to be that yeah. that Sam Elliott. Yeah, I'll think of some more. <laughs> Donnie Allen He's playing Donnie Allen. Nine one one. The guy that played Chris on The Soprano. Nine one one. Oh, who's a big fat user? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> you could cast Tex Cobb as nine one. I think he's dead. <laughs> I just said they didn't have to be alive. Oh, okay. Just, okay. <laughs> like, wasn't he alive like in the fifties? No, technically, we well, seen Raising Arizona, right, Chad? I thought you meant the IWA, whatever. <laughs> oh no, Tex <laughs> Cop. <laughs> oh, I only watch wrestling, dude. Don't, 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 don't be talking about no horse shows, whatever. <laughs> Tex Cop, you know what he? The, the worldwide leader in technology that IWA was. They had uh, a slow motion. I mean, knocking them dead over there in Canada. Look at us with slow motion. You can, you can, you can take a, a longer look at how bad our matches are. You just get 1990s Jay and Silent Bob to play the Public Enemy. Oh yeah, totally. Put Jay and Silent Bob in some pajamas, and they can play the Public Enemy. Just put them in whatever the same outfit they're supposed to be in, because that's what Public Enemy was supposed to be anyway. <laughs> you can just dress them up either. Like, well. That's what me and Dino were. Me and Dino were me and Dino were more of Silent Bob and Jay than Public Enemy was, but it's still the same gimmick. Right. It's you know what I mean? It's it's all the same. But yeah, but I, I understand what you're saying. But yeah, they could have they could have did that, you know. Public Enemy's great. Yeah. As we go along in the show, maybe we'll think of some more some more people. Yeah, Aaron definitely will. That's what he's now that he doesn't have he doesn't have his notes, ladies and gentlemen. So through the whole show, he's just going to be thinking about this movie. <laughs> ADHD. <laughs> I don't have my notes to look at it. My my mind will want like when you guys sometimes when you think I'm like 
not paying attention or being quiet is because my mind is just other. <laughs> your mind is riddling, right? <laughs> yeah, do, yeah. Go, go ahead, go ahead and do your thing, buddy. I, I'm sure we'll get through this without you. I don't know how, <laughs> but um, if me, if me and Nate really concentrate, we could probably pull this together right, and too. come up with a fine, passable show. So yes. knock yourself out. <laughs> well, we open the show on. The February 14th episode of ECW was open still opening with stills of the tag title match that was discussed last week. Yeah, um, I think it's uh, my notes I put. I remember I put, oh, it's stills of the stills from last week. <laughs> Dude, exa- exactly. <laughs> and ne- next week, it's going to be drawings of it. And then they're going <laughs> to put it together in a flip book. <laughs> courtroom sketches yeah yeah and they're gonna put the pages together and then it's gonna, you're gonna see the action drawn in, in the flip book and then it's gonna be on a fucking what's that little thing with the little knobs and you draw the stuff on it you shake it's it that's a sketch next week we will present the ecw view master yeah, of this tag team title match um, i mean the, i'm i'm I that 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 opening stuff is just dry, it's driving me nuts, man. With them stupid stills and stuff, I hate I hated it. I just hated that whole yeah, entire. I, I, me too, and I but I I I guess from a perspective I understand it because it's like you said last week, Chad. At this point, ECW is starting to get into home video, so that's what they're trying to do with these. Because Joey does bring up later on that the whole double tables event is available on ECW home video, so that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to sell us of the event. Um, and after the video and showing what Benoit did to Sabu after the match, uh, we get a Benoit video highlight video and then a promo a good promo of course where he's running down all of the victims of the triple threat so far um and how everybody's tried to uh tried to come up to them and pretty much been injured yeah that was a sweet video that ben wild video mm-hmm. um do you have any idea what song it's the wwe the wwe network thing made me think of smells like teen spirit but i don't think that was it there's no chance it was it no it, I I don't know what it was, but the, the WWE Network one was fucking. <laughs> it's your theme song. It, it sounded <laughs> like you made well, your ringtone. No, it was fucking terrible, and it sounded like a guy was like having a having a hard time, like jerking it. Like he's like, Ugh. what? Ugh. Ugh. And he's How like, you- come on. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Wow, I mean, I'm cool where I'm cool where I hang out at. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where all that is. (laughs) Hey, Nate, you know the black dude from Scrubs? Yes. What is that a club? The show show Scrubs. You guys, either one of you watch Scrubs? Yes. Of course not. The black dude from Scrubs. He's playing Two Cold Scorpio. There it is. Wasn't he in um in uh? What's that movie with? Oh God damn! The, um, she's the rich girl. Yeah, Clueless. He's in Clueless as well. That guy. Yeah, that's too cold, Scorpio. <laughs> Theo Huxtable. <laughs> Theo Huxtable. <laughs> that, <laughs> that guy, is Scorpio. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jamal Warner was not in Clueless or Scrubs. <laughs> and that Theo Huxtable. Anyway, go ahead. Young young Ray Liotta plays Chris Benoit in the movie. Okay. Oof. Uh, he better get in better shape than what he was in Goodfellas. We're at, we're living in a perfect world here. He's going to get in great shape. Now, uh, Mel Gibson. A young Mel Gibson. Wow. <laughs> Jungle boy. Big hair. <laughs> both rocking the denim. They're both a lethal weapon. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going by gimmicks they played in previous movies. Uh, oh Jesus, man! It's, I mean, some of these are really hard because I, you know I'm not a movie person. I'm just trying to think of people that I know. But you say Chris Benoit? That's a tough. That's a you know I'm not going to throw out a Jerry Blackwell. No, he's playing Peaches, Necro oh. Butcher. <laughs> now, now let's cast Jason as. <laughs> <laughs> he, he liked that. 
Jason is going to be playing Peaches, and Disco Inferno is going to play Jason. I guarantee you, Glenn would take that job because it'd be the oh, first time he's worked in years. Yeah, he's like, oh, I can get away from Russo for a minute. Thank <laughs> God. And um, how about Alfonso? Uh, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> I don't know. I guess. Yeah, they're both fucked up looking. Yeah, the little weasels. Yeah, you got to cast somebody really fucked up looking to play Alfonso. Paul Rubin. Yeah. Buscemi or uh, or uh, or Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried could play everybody. I just I, I just like Gilbert Gottfried as Todd and and whoever's playing Paulie and they're trying to they're trying to tell Todd how to justify how much money <laughs> Danny DeVito and Gilbert Gottfried. No, I want Gilbert. I want Gilbert in the Godfrey. pawn shop. I want Gilbert Gottfried to play Hunter Q. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but then he'd be in and out and gone. You want to be tremendous. If he, yeah, but you got to make him a, a stronger character than Hunter Q. Robbins. Why don't you just make him Sir Christopher Michaels? <laughs> or crazy. Who are one of the executioners? Three. Oh, damn, Chad. Hey, Chad, who plays Eddie Gilbert? Um, oh, damn. Um, Hunter Q. Robbins? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yes, Doug is Eddie. <laughs> Eddie's going, man. I mean, uh, I I just I'm, I just put on Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon had the Eddie Gilbert look like the uh, facial hair, but I don't think he's gonna pull that off. That's a tough one, dude. John Tatum is he still around? <laughs> let's cra- let let's cast uh, Sir Christopher Michael that stuff, Eddie Gilbert. And he oh. plays he plays the whole thing in his bullwinkle voice. I think Christopher Michaels is <laughs> is definitely more the John Tatum. <laughs> He's definitely the John Tatum. He's the bone. He's the Miller. Uh, hey Aaron, if we're going way back like that, who's playing Jay Sully? He has to be disheveled and greasy. Archie? Oh come on! I thought we squashed that. No, Archie would actually be the one to play Joel Gertner. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, I like Archie's Jay Sully. <laughs> Oof! <laughs> well, you know him. I don't. <laughs> After Joey Styles on this show, we've gone off the rails. Whatever. Oh, uh, still a show. Joey right. talk. Joey talks about the uh, the double tables match being on home video, and then he talks about how Rocco Rock is in the hospital, and the Public Enemy are being quiet right now. And how that is a dangerous thing. But it also means this is the first episode since they debuted in ECW. They're not on ECW. Well, they are in the stills. But they're not actually cutting a promo or anything. Yeah, the the, the gist I got from it was that um, they had tried to be in collusion with the triple threat to try to help them retain the titles. And the triple threat kind of went into business for themselves and ended up beating everybody up. And now they're pissed off about it or whatever. I don't know. All I got out of it was they didn't know what hospital they were in. How, how do you not know what hospital they're in? They're, they, what did Joey Styles just say? They're in a, they're, didn't he say hospital? Yes. He said Rocco was in the hospital and we haven't heard the public enemy. We haven't heard from the public. Yeah, but they, they didn't, they did, they should, when he said they didn't have a location. Yeah, it was an, they were in an unknown hospital. <clears throat> how many fucking hospitals are there wherever this place was? Is it like 7 Elevens? Hospital, hospital, like a Dollar General. It's just there's a, there's <laughs> a hospital on every corner. They just pop, they have pop oh, hospitals. Can't swing a cat without hitting a hospital around here. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's 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 classic. Seriously. <laughs> Even if you're doing the whole wrestling gimmick where you don't want anybody to know what hospitals are, if, he, if they're in that area, it's going to be one of two hospitals. <laughs> they have a 50 50 shot of figuring it out. But then, how about you put it under a fake name? That that's you have you have to do the hospital angle. B cat. That's, that's the best. That's that's the worst part about that angle in Tennessee. Is that like they literally had to do that angle and go through with it all the time? I used to hear stories about that, and I'm like, did we really had to go to the hospital? Like, didn't Cornette talk about that shit? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He like, did it. Um, he did it. I think so. And then Kaufman paid for his own shit. Like he paid for the ambulance. He paid, yeah, he paid for the ambulance to show up, and yeah, 
hospital stay and all that. Well, that's well, that's a whole that's that's a different story. If, if cough nearly died, but yeah, that shit's crazy. Well, then Joey brings in uh, Paul Heyman, uh, probably dangerously, to talk about his new tag team champions. Um, Paulie has an obvious dye job on his hair during this episode. It's now jet black. Is that because you could you could see it? That's how you knew it was how it was. Um, he, he made it yeah, kind of like was, put it right in the picture. Yeah, it was painfully obvious. His hair black. Yeah, it was um, shiny. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was like, oh, it's glistening. Look at your black glistening hair, Paulie. <laughs> but he does cut a great promo, um, talking about Chris Benoit and D Malenko. Yeah, it was and, good um, as always. Um. And he's also, oh, go ahead, Aaron. I, I'm just saying, like, he's also um, being very um, um, conscious of making sure that he's talking about current event type shit. You know, like, he brings up, well, he like brings up, like, Mark Furman. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about Malcolm, Malcolm X, that, that public enemy be as welcome as Malcolm X's daughter at Louis Farrakhan's church. And just, there's somebody else. <laughs> that I can't remember what it was, but. He, he he said the word Rubik's cube or something. Uh, he he just he just started going off, making up all kinds of like Mad Libs. Yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. He like he definitely knew he had time to fill, and he could go off on on. He basically went off on like everybody in the division, right? Yeah. Like he just ran down like the the, the pros and not even the cons, all the pros of like everybody, like you know there. Which is a great job. Promote promoter does. Exactly. And he is in the he is in the unique great position here of being a manager, quote unquote, on TV, but also being the promoter. So when he cuts the promo, he can get over. You know, he can he can ramble about things going on in the promotion or what have you to, to keep your focus on what's going on and be an advertisement. Yeah, that's what he is. A welcome and, board. And he's also doing like and, and I know ECW's they talk about ECW being one of the last territories there. He, he's doing a territory thing too. Cause if you think about it, like, um, like with Jason, Jason's the manager and he's the guy that's feuding with people and he's got people going in and out. You know what I mean? Right. Like he's been feuding with Mikey for like a year, but it's been different people. He's been throwing at Mikey and, and Paulie's got these people that he doesn't like, and he's throwing his people. It, it, does that make sense? Oh yeah. It's like glassy throwing guys at Bruno. Yeah. Well, we always um I was I was even there back in the back in the days when it was talked about like how they were trying to make it a territory. It was basically the same theory as Cornette, but without like Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was gonna be like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then probably do taping. Or I don't you know, I, I heard it both versions were taping for Sunday at the arena. But then they realized how bad they drew. They, you know, they, they couldn't open the doors up and just let anybody in for free and get anybody. The, the mice wouldn't even come in to them fucking shows. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's it, ACW was in a tough spot, man. Like with their with their grow, with their growing pains. Mm-hmm. The the next thing we see on the show is Mikey Whipwreck versus Paul Loria. Of course, Paul Loria has Jason with him. And I thought this was a good match. These oh, two, really you know, we, we talked about it. The last time they had a match on the show, they worked great together. They came up together, obviously. So they're they're going to work great together. I actually think this match is better than their last one. I think. Yeah, I mean, I didn't like what I didn't like that I that I had made note of was the first few minutes of the match was way too plain because they kept they kept almost botching spots. Mm-hmm. But it didn't stop them from doing what they were going to do. We're going to get through this spot, whether it matter how many times I trip over this motherfucker, <laughs> whatever. You know what I mean? It, it was it was one of those spots that I just know that him and fucking Mikey did in the independence a bazillion times, and it was one of their go to spots. And it, it it just wasn't on tonight, you know. But after they got into the heat and started doing all that stuff, it was a different match. They went right. into like they went into like working mode. So a, a question a question that I wrote down to ask you, Chad, and I always think I always think, okay, I want to ask Chad questions about being a worker because I'm not one. There's the spot in the match where um Paul Loria takes the chair and he he hits he essentially hits oh, Mikey. My, that was in my notes too. 
he hits Mikey in the chin. Oof. And Mikey's bleeding like in his at his chin. And it was a weird place for him to bleed from. So my question was for you observing the match, do you think that was unintentional and he got hard weight on that? Like that wasn't of course. To... there's, there's yeah, not... I think... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I think he was trying to sell it like he was going to hit him in the throat, and he he had that chair a little too high. And I think he was just throwing the. I think he was just throwing the chair at him. That's <laughs> what, what I think. I think he was just throwing the chair at him, and he caught Mikey. And when he busted his lip or something, like yeah, that that, that shit happened all, all the goddamn time. And you know, and you knew it was a you knew it was a shoot because if you if you follow it after it happened you see mikey put his hand up to his mouth to see if it was bleeding mm-hmm. and then he kind of looked the referee whatever and they're like oh you know like it was just kind of like you know he gave him the iggy like it ain't bad right you know i just busted my lip big you know what i mean <laughs> big deal and i'm not necro butcher over but it did it, it, it did make for something cool because you don't normally see somebody bleed from that spot so obviously it's unique um and it adds to mikey's character man yeah yeah, because um, that was that that was the point of this match. I think watching it was your yeah. They did a little bit of it when he was teaming with Cactus. That Mikey's you know he's he's getting less and less of being a wimp or what have you. But during this match, watching this match, that was the point. Here is oh, Mikey's Mikey's developing more of a hardcore edge. To it. It's just the evolution of his character, pretty much. Yeah, and that's that. You know, the blood thing was just. A little bit of a happy accident. <laughs> yeah, dude. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm sure Mikey didn't bitch about it. You know, there's no chance that he bitched about it. And then at the end of the day, when Paul probably met him sometime after the final edit, was like, dude, that bloody mouth thing was made the match better. Yep. And and it it ECW is full of whatever you just said, happy accident. Like that that building was just a happy accident, just wait waiting to happen. Because you know that's what many, we, that's what we're gonna call the movie about ECW: a hardcore happy accident, the story of extreme championship wrestling, starring amazing. Danny, starring Danny DeVito, and it's it's amazing how many shows that they ran in that building and all the stuff that they did, and that everybody, not even right. just ECW, Combat Zone, Combat Jabron, um, I I don't know, everybody ran in that building and nobody died. Ever like you know, everybody virtually walked out of there. I, don't yeah, I was going to say more. More people have died at a WWF show than yeah. at an ECW. Show. Yeah, and it's like, it, and they've done some of the most heinous stuff, but everybody walked out of there. The workers, <laughs> you know, unless you were doing an angle, you know what I mean, right? And you were doing the stretcher or ambulance angle, but yeah, everybody left there on their own. Feet, and you know, it's like, see y'all in three weeks. What else can we do here? And hopefully, in three weeks, they'll do some more upgrades because it, it was just amazing how the, the people that owned that building all of a sudden took an interest in that building when basically, like, ECW came in and kind of like squatted in the place. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they're like, hey, look, you got, you got two options, you know, you, you could either put some money back into this place and fix it up a little bit, or we can just keep coming here for free. And breaking it more. <laughs> yeah, because you can't you can't lock the back doors. So, you know, you got two options. And the guy was like, all right, well, we can work with this. And I don't know what he did, but he didn't do much. Well, Mikey Whipwreck winds up winning this match with a backslide on Paul Loria. Aaron, I know you don't have your notes, but did you have anything else that you remembered from the match that you wanted to bring up? Um, Yeah, like when you were talking about that spot, like I said, I think... Yeah. What they were trying to do was, I think he was trying to, I think Lori was trying to simulate like hitting Mikey in the neck with the the bar of the chair and just caught his chin and fucked him up a little bit. And then the other note I had was, if you're watching this and you don't know what you're watching and you see Jason coming out in his his blouse and and his blouse? And his rubber pants with Paul Loria, you're like, oh my god, this guy with these rubber pants is out here with his rent boy. What's going on? Yeah, uh, <laughs> like I, 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 they were shiny pants. Like he yeah. put baby oil on them to, to yeah. boot. 
<laughs> so he had leather pants. It's it's that's fine and all and dandy and all, but you're just a manager. You're the garnish to this mess. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, you're, you're 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 right on the side of the plate, and you come out with these. You've had to take some baby oil and lather up your leather your leather shiny pants. Looks like you're wearing looks like you're wearing fruit roll ups. <laughs> I feel like they could introduce these guys from the Grand Wizard's Woods. <laughs> it's how you recognize them. You shine a light, and it just beams off their baby oil that's on their uh, <laughs> leather pants, plastic pants. In some people's cases, <laughs> you, you remember the old suits you used? To, oh, you don't remember that? You guys are old enough. The old suits you used to wear to lose weight. They were like they were like gray and looked like aluminum foil. I know what you're talking about. You know, I used to have one, and I I used to love the pants. Like they were like they were, they were like Zubas before Zubas, but it was it was like walking around in aluminum foil, like a big thing of Jiffy Pop. <laughs> Pretty much, Grand Wizard loved them. Human Jiffy Pop. Up uh, next on the show, Joey talks about how the Sandman has uh, suffered a concussion, and uh, for those of you that have never seen the match, and th- that's not the match that's on this show, but those of you who have never seen the match between Sandman and Cactus, where Sandman actually gets this concussion. He is definitely hilarious. fucking out of it. It is hilarious. I mean, it's it's retroactively kind of sad. But have you, ever, have you have you ever watched the video of Sandman watching the video? Yes. Oh, that's great. He don't remember anything. No, they said, "Have you ever? Do you remember this match?" And he said, "No," because it's like a last man standing match between him and Cactus, and Cactus fucks him up right at the beginning of it. And Sandman's supposed to stay down for the ten count, and he he doesn't. He doesn't realize what he's doing, and his instinct is just to get up. So every time Mick hits him, he just keeps getting up because he's just instinctively standing up. And it's like the match. So what do do? Just no contest it. I think he ends up finally just. They finally end up just kind of keeping him down, and they count it out. But yeah, (laughs) they just kept him down. Is that? I don't know if they're going to show us that match on the TV show or not. I mean, it's on. I've. It's on. If it is, it's going to be clipped to shit. Yeah, it's on Cactus. It's on the, the the Cactus Jack DVD that WWE did. That's where I saw it. Um, but yeah, Sandman's completely out of it during the match. He doesn't have no idea did. what's going on. I do like they say that uh, they say cat. They say Sandman has a concussion. That means he's going to be disabled for at least twenty one days. I'm like, well, Sandman's been disabled for way more than twenty one days. <laughs> but now it's official. Yeah, I mean, shit is real. <laughs> They got Doctor Benny Benny Boombots is on is on is on the case over here, and, and this shit they're going by the books. Sandman's like, if you thought my knees were bad last week, <laughs> right now you should have seen them last week. Yeah, totally, <laughs> fucking Sandman. But his promo is really good. I thought he did a really good promo. I don't know, Sandman, Sandman, like it, Jesus, um. The, the, I don't know. There was a, a table spot that I made a note of. Aaron, maybe do you remember this? When, when, when Jack Jack literally just hit Sandman with the table during this match. No, I think the table was set up like outside, like it was standing up against like the the turnbuckle or whatever, the ring post. And I think Sandman was gonna or, or Jack was gonna throw like Sandman into it, and Sandman <laughs> reversed it. And and like the cameraman was behind the table, and when Jack hit the freaking table, he basically like the table. It didn't explode like break explode, but like because the way Jack hit it, it flung around to where the guy was standing behind him with the fucking camera. Like yeah. I almost thought it just took out the goddamn cameraman. That was pretty nice. Yeah, but the like, like I said, I, I I had thought we had seen this, but sort of I. I think it was a different one. No, yeah, uh, I think last, I've seen all the last one. Was, the last one was in an actual like a arena arena. This one was in more like a rodeo arena. Yeah, this was in that Florida one. And like I said, at, at first I thought it was one we'd already seen, but then I started watching. I'm like, no, we hadn't seen this match yet. Um, I did think it was funny that Sandman actually like legitimately fell off that the banister. Yeah, yeah he's a boob. <laughs> He tried to get over that thing and fucking fell off, and Cactus had to run up to the top of the thing by himself. But the the match itself, like I said, it wasn't bad. It was entertaining, and that crowd, it wasn't like Joey was like, "Oh, this thing's so hardcore." But like, it wasn't. It wasn't the main event. 
Yeah, and it, but it also wasn't the most hardcore thing I'd seen like so far. I don't know. It's it 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 was but, it was the special attraction match of of basically a spot show. Yeah, I was just saying, like those Florida people. That shit was like, oh my god! But if they would have done that in the ECW arena, it would just been like, man, eh, that was all right. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> but where was Hollywood John Tatum? And, and I would have popped huge for the Grand Wizard. He's gearing up for his role as Eddie Gilbert. <laughs> uh, you know, you know how Philadelphia is. Just anyway. And Florida, Florida, Florida wasn't the it wasn't the worst though. I mean, I thought the towns in in Louisiana were were worse than all of them. But then again, they also drew way less than all of them. They drew like in the small hundreds, mm-hmm. you know, not even in like the twelve fifties or nine hundreds or nothing like that. They drew like in the three hundreds, two hundred fifties, that kind of shit. You know, then people aren't going to be loud because you don't want the person, the person next to you, to, you don't want the person next to you thinking you're you're um, a mark because you know because you're cheering and stuff. So you just stay quiet. Um, there's lots of like insane, crazy, reckless chair shots and stuff in this match. And the question that I wrote down again as asking a worker, and we're going back to 1995 here. And I know we didn't know what we know now about CTE and all that stuff. But did, uh, from your perspective, Chad, thinking about what Sandman and, and Mick do in all of these matches, even back then, would you have looked at that as a worker and went, oh, shit, that's fucking reckless. You know, I mean, again, like I said, hindsight 2020, we didn't know a lot back then about it. We knew concussions were c- concussions and all that. But as far as the, the brain damage and everything goes, like, I guess my question is, would you do the shit that they did? <laughs> Dude, um, it, that's funny you say that because I not only did I do that, I I championed it. I embraced it. That's the way you take a chair shot. Mm-hmm. That's why chair shots should be used for what they are used for. They should be used sparingly and, and not overdone because they do hurt. They don't. They don't kill you. I mean, you got to get hit really fucking hard with a chair over the head. To, you know what I mean, right. for it to knock you out. Like even a balls Mahoney chair shot. What you see what it does to the toughest guys, it just like c- cracks them. And they're gonna kill you. You know what I mean? It ain't the greatest thing in the world. I, I can just tell you <laughs> that. But you know, I I took them and I I did it like that all the time. It wasn't until it wasn't until um, later, much later on in my career, when when the chair stuff uh, spots started fading out anyway, and they weren't anything to do with anything that I was doing, that mm-hmm. I'd put a hand up. Or what I would like to do is I like I like to put my thumb in, because I would like the people to see my hands sticking out or the chairs coming, so they really wouldn't think that I'm blocking the chair because they can see my hand, like with the palm of my hand. But I just got my thumb on my forehead because I know, like, this stupid little edge of that chair is going to, you know, click me right there. Right. So I'd rather just bounce off my thumb first. But yeah, chair shots, you either we, – we used to have these two guys down to the wrestling school, man. Um, their name they, – they they were students, and they were just – they were they were going to be students forever. <laughs> um, and their names were Doyle and Butterman. <laughs> <laughs> like, Sounds like a huge band from the seventies. That was their name, and they weren't even in the business. Like they came into the wrestling school named Doyle and Butterman, and uh, Axel was doing that deal where he was the chair swinging freak. And I know you've seen them chair mm-hmm. shots. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! We they, they were doing a deal where they were like security for a show, and um, the finish was Axel was going to run out with the chair. And he was gonna hit <laughs> he was gonna hit Butterman first. <laughs> and 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 he hauled off and he hit Butterman so goddamn hard. And as, as soon as he hit him, Doyle was turn was turning around like all slow. <laughs> he caught it out of the corner of his eye. <laughs> He saw it. <laughs> he turned around 
and you see him put his shoulders up like, oh. <laughs> and Axel just split him in half. Just crushed him, poor guy. And I remember, I have no idea. I don't think I had no business being outside, like, at the ring while this happened. I think I just had to see it. Because I knew he was going to kill him. Oh, my God. When that poor little butter man, whatever, stopped the door, turned around. <laughs> because he... <laughs> That's the name of the show. Poor little butter man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just imagine you're, sta- you're standing there, your back turned, and your partner is supposed to turn around, take a chair shot. You hear that chair shot, then it's your turn to turn around. But you heard Axel hit him with a chair. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? And his back is turned to the guy. He had to hear this big thump. <laughs> and he's like, oh. It's coming for me. <laughs> yep. And and he they're they they've always they're in the Hall of Fame just because of that. They took it. <laughs> Doyle and Butterman. <laughs> well, this match goes all over this rodeo arena in Florida, and uh, Cactus winds up pinning the Sandman in the match. We come back. Joey Styles is uh, interviewing the Sandman, who, <laughs> funny little line, he says he's the picture of health. So even though he's got a concussion, he's the picture of health as he's puffing on his cigarette. And he says that since he has, as Aaron alluded to, a 21-day disabled list suspension, he can't wrestle Cactus Jack on the 25th of February, so woman has found a replacement. And then as Sandman leaves, he calls Joey Styles Todd Pett. I'm tired <laughs> of you, Todd Pettengill. I didn't even catch that, man. Good good pull on that one. I didn't even catch that. And um, then after that, Joey runs down the upcoming dates for ECW um, and where they're going to be over the next couple of weeks. And then they show us the great shit from last week with Hack Myers, all that stuff that went down with him. What it was stuff? great. It was great. But I didn't, I didn't need to see it stuff? again. Yes, and the stuff with the uh, the the lame ass young dragons who are not the young dragons. Um, so then we cut to the ring. Paul Loria is in the ring, um, and he cuts a promo on Hack Myers and Mikey Whipwreck. Talks about being the real giant of ECW, which of course brings out nine one one. Well, he says nine one one isn't the giant. He is. And then we get your standard 911 choke slam segment. I don't understand how this kid can say he's the giant. Like there's he's smaller than everybody in the ring. That includes Bob Ortiz, Jason, um, Jim Molino. Shorter than Joey. Huh? He's shorter, he's even shorter than Joey. Joey Styles? Yep. He's shorter yeah. than Stocky Balboa. I just, like it, it's it's how, how could he even get away with saying that? But the choke slam is like the first choke slam is like the best looking one nine one one's ever done. Well, the third choke slam, he literally <laughs> just throws the guy across the ring. Dude, I told you a million times, dude. <laughs> one and done. If you can get one and done, and if you if you can if you can get him the choke slam, you good enough that you could roll out of the ring and not be there for two. You're doing yourself a favor. Two may not kill you. Three's going to give you a different outlook on life. And, and four ain't worth the fucking money. As I say, four, you've shit your pants. Yeah, you're all fucking, you're all, you, you, you oost yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Uh, but but his first one's always great, man. I, I can't shit on him for that. But yeah, this first one, like I said, it's the best one I've seen him do. Like He has him up there for a minute, and Paul Laurie is doing a good job helping him do it. I mean, there's not a lot of help for it because Paul Laurie probably weighs about like fucking 140 pounds. But yeah, what's he probably weigh about a buck sixty legitimately? Yeah, it's a good looking choke slam though. That first one, he, he walks all around with them. Yeah, and you see the stupid idiot in the front row with the tie dye on, and he's like, he's all like, yeah, I'm why I'm I, he caught my eye for some reason. He's he's like trying to tell Al to fucking slam him. He's going to. <laughs> That's the point. Because he's not going to carry him around for another month. <laughs> he, he's picked him up. He has to put him down at some point. And and, and stupid dreadlocks guys like, yeah, come on, man. <laughs> like, 
He looked like Chris Benoit before they found Nancy. With, with his, his, eye, his eyes all bugging out and his hair all hanging. That's what, that's what I imagine Benoit looked like. <laughs> go, go back and watch the poor guy. Well, overall, guys, what did we think of this episode of ECW? Uh, nothing happened other than that. Yeah. I mean, other than the Mikey, Mikey Paul Loria match, it was just kind of like there. Yeah, I mean, it was it was okay. I didn't think it was um, you know, the videos, the videos were fine. I I I just hate the WWE music. Um, a lot of recaps, but you know, it kept everything flowing. I don't, you know, nothing blew my mind. Right, and it so, was just it was um, it, it was kind of, it was kind of a weird episode. It's it's like you mentioned sometimes, Chatter, that at the end of a taping because. This episode, again, they have a storyline reason why you didn't see Public Enemy, but there's no Public Enemy, there's no Raven, there's no Tommy Dreamer. There's no Shane. Um, there's no Shane Douglas. So Yeah. It's it's whatever's left. Whatever Paul can make out yeah. without what out of the whatever whatever the nine minutes of footage is left that he had he hadn't aired. I'll just run some more shit that we already shown four times. And we'll do another nine one one choke slam. Yeah. But Just yeah, that'll be, that'll be the uh, the wrap for this week's show of Reliving the Extreme, a Thanksgiving week edition. And um, we have a, a great cast for, for a movie for ECW. And I sure I'm sure we'll think of more as as the, the promotion evolves. But um, that being said, Aaron, any parting words for our listeners? Oh, just thanks for listening and have a good holiday. I appreciate it. Chad? Oh. Yeah, I have a parting word. What about Tom Boogaloo Jones as New Jack? You know who that is? Yeah, there you go. Tom Boogaloo Jones as New Jack. Don't forget <laughs> to go on our webpage and whatever our page is and then post whatever whatever wrestlers you want to see Aaron and Nate play. FTR, that's who you two look like. Kind of. <laughs> if you guys had talent. <laughs> <laughs> Revival the Extreme. All right, everybody, we'll see you next week. Have a great Thanksgiving. 